in Serie A, like, when it is 2-0 and you have 10 minutes left, like, the game's not over for me. No. Not because the, every opposition has certain quality. It's just because of, of how balmy the league is. You sort of have to manage the crazy side of it as well the best you can. Yeah. So, um, you know, I know he kept Ruiz on. I know he kept Anguisa on. But maybe he could have put a Diego Dema or someone to just hold the ball a little. Because yeah. um, Empoli, they haven't won since December. No, exactly. And they, I mean, they they are 14th in the league now. But, I mean, they were much higher before. They they kind of lost the grip after after the new year. Yeah, after their little, uh, after their little boost. Yeah, Napoli, Napoli are out. So I'm, I'm officially riding the, um, the ADR obituary for Napoli's Scudetto push. Also, Andrea Pinamonti, it was sort of poetic of him that it was him who scored two goals. He is from on loan from Inter, scored two goals to help, uh, help eliminate basically Napoli from the um, title race. But it does seem like they've capitulated now. Uh, no Scudetto for Insigne or Mertens or Koulibaly. Yeah, and it's... I mean, it's kind of a shame because it's um, it's Insigne's last season with Napoli and it would have been nice in some way to to end that uh, Scudetto drought for them. But, I mean, this... Uh, it's poetic, this as well. Yeah. It, it, so I think that the title will be... Uh, Going to Milan, we just don't know whether it will be blue or red. So who play? Who basically paint the Paso Duomo? Yeah, in red or blue, basically. Moving away from uh, the top and going to the bottom, we spoke earlier about this sort of craziness of of Syria. What is going on? Um, Salernitana three wins on the bounce, nine points in eight days. David Nicola got so mad he threw a shoe. Did he throw a shoe, or he was just waving it about? Uh, he he took off his shoe and he threatened uh, Luca Ranieri with it because because Luca Ranieri did a mistake that almost cost uh, Salernitana goal. So that's how much it means, all right. David Nicola is out here. Yeah, if he did it again, he would get a shoe. David Nicola is out here sacrificing his damn Jordan. Yeah, or his Air Maxes. What was he wearing? They look like Jordans. They look like Jordans to me. I don't know. It, it was a big shoe. We'll find out, all right? Find out and get that shoe for me. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Salinitana beat Sampdoria, then they beat Udinese, and now they beat Vincenzo Italiano's Fiorentina. It's a massive, massive scalp. Nine points in eight days, like I said, but they also have a crucial game in hand over Cagliari, and um, I guess Sam- Sampdoria now as well. I would. I, I don't think they're safe. No, and, and this is like... <laughs> These epitomes, the crazy side of Serie A that we, we talked about, we, we've we counted them out for several weeks now. And David and Nicola goes and gets nine points in three day, in eight days. Yeah. And and now now there are three points off of safe ground uh, with a game in hand. So No team is... Uh, I, I think... So they're playing Venezia, they're playing Cagliari, they're playing uh, Empoli, and they have Udinese. And then before that, they have... Atalanta, um, but it is an Atalanta team that is sort of uh, the 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 mood and the form is not of the Atalanta of uh, previous years, basically. But with, I think the this time of the season is you're basically squeezing an orange, 
and getting as much juice as possible from that orange. Yeah. Uh, when you have momentum on your side, I think anything's possible. Those three wins, the other teams will be looking at that going. And at the same time, Salernitana will look at it and say, let's get more. Yeah. Let's, con- let's continue riding this wave. Three out of the last five games for them at home, at, at home as well. Um, I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen Salernitana games this year. Of course you have. You're, yeah. You're a culture head. That, that place is a fortress to go to. I've said it so many times in this podcast. That place is a fortress to go to um, away. Like the, the ground is really noisy. The stadium's really high up. Uh, the crowd get on their backs. But they, throughout the game against Fiorentina, they looked intense. They looked fighting. They, they were well worth yeah. their two goals. They, they, they could have had three or four in the first half. They're finally getting it up to Milan Juric, who I've been a fan of the, the entire year. I've just said, look, he's a very, very difficult um, traditional number nine to, to get it to. Go ahead and get it to him, and he'll cause problems with Simone Verdi up front. Um, Bonazzoli came on and scored as well. David Nicola is the manager of Salernitana. He is the Harry Houdini of relegation battles. He's an escapologist. He's done this before. He kept up Genoa when it didn't look like they would be kept up. He kept up Cagliari when, again, they looked like on the brink of relegation. He kept up, yep. let me get this right, Crotone, right? It was Crotone. He kept Crotone up when they looked dead and buried. And then he said that bef- before the uh, the end of the season with Crotone, he said, if I keep them up, I'm going to cycle from one end of the country to the, to another. <laughs> and, and he did that too. This man is not to be messed with when it comes to relegation battles, man. When, when shit hits the fan, this is the gay call. Yeah, when you're in trouble. Da, 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 da. David Nicola. Call David Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, what, what is that? It's Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I've never actually seen that, but anyway. Very lovable guy. Yeah, this man cycling from one end of the country to another when he when he keeps his team up. He's also threatening people with a shoe. Um, so what do we think now? Yeah, we've said it for weeks. What do we think now? Because I don't know how many times we've been on this podcast and apologized to Salernitana fans because all we've said is, yeah, they're going down. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> so they're on 25 now with a game in hand. Caleri are in 28. Sam Dory on 30, and then Genoa, just below Salernitana, who we quickly have to mention as well, because they won as well this weekend in a massive, massive game against Caleri. Yeah, but honestly, I, I, right now I have the feeling that Salernitana will pull this off, because, I mean, it, it would be a tough game against Atalanta away uh, at the JV Stadium, but mm. then it's Venezia, Cagliari, Empoli, and, and Udinese. I mean, Cagliari and Venezia, those are essentially six-point games. Uh, if if they win those, they basically secure the contract for next season. Mm, yeah. Um, and and then there's Empoli, who are. I mean, I would say the win against Napoli was more of a one-off thing in, uh, in this in their form. Uh, maybe they will ride that momentum now, but um, I I definitely think that they can beat Venezia, Cagliari, Empoli, and. Uden as well because it's at home. Uh, mm. They they are strong now and they they've found a Oof. sort of tactic that works for them. It would be a magnificent story. Um, that oof, for me was in reaction to the remainder of Sam Doria's games. Actually, they're not out of it, man. They they've got Genoa to play next. 
they play Lazio after Fiorentina, and then the final game is to Inter. <laughs> oh, Ooh. like I don't, I, I, I think they just about gonna survive. Chicho Caputo has uh, something to prove there. Yeah, Caputo, wind it up, man. Or Qualarella. I, I watched them. I watched most of their game against Verona. Yeah, and it was funny to see. They kept going to Qualirella on the bench, and he was just yelling, Calma! Calma! <laughs> it's like everybody on the touchline yells that in Serie A. Yeah. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Everyone's going to turn around and go, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, maybe we should just calm down a bit. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, we will relax. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's right. Um, they're five points from relegation. Would we say, I'm, I'm not saying that they're out of it at all, with their difficult fixtures, I can only see them picking up. Yeah. If it will uh, also depend on how it goes for the for the teams below them. Three more, four more points, I'd say. <laughs> but they they have uh, David and Nikola threatening his play with his shoe. So <laughs> if yeah. if I were them, I would run into the ground before I was hit by by that shoe. I know, right? So I I think the relegation battle has come to life. I I said it a few weeks ago, but. Something normally happens in in relegation battles where one team just starts picking up wins. What that does is other teams around them start shitting it because it's not like a Scudetto where you or, or even a top four place where like the the reward that you're going for is uh, essentially a leisure or essentially going to uh, make your team richer or it's you know what I mean. It's it's like it, it increases the notoriety and wealth of your team when you're fighting relegation yeah like it's different it's like the hunger games a bit it's it's like doggy dog yeah it's every every man for the for their own that it, is that it is that that the, that the closer that you had for the relegation battle <laughs> no no i every man for themselves <laughs> and then and then the podcast just cuts to a picture of david nicola and his shoe <laughs> no no but honestly i think that a few weeks ago i i was of the opinion that i thought venezia was going to be the team that did that uh yeah and uh yes salernitana they've yeah they've lost five in a row now they did the right hiring they have the harry harry haldini of the of the relegation battle and right now it seems like they will pull it off they will do a salvezza yes we have um I think we actually have four teams in the relegation battle now. Let's see what's gonna happen. Who who's gonna I I think that Sernanitana might. This is the first time I'm gonna say it, man. Yep. Are you ready? I think they might stay up. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my neck on the line here, they're gonna stay up. Yeah. I'm if if you were to right now say which three teams are getting relegated, which three would you say? Venezia, Genoa and Caleri. Yeah, I, w- I would say the exact um, same. Uh, I I think that Sampdoria has the individual quality uh, that the other teams don't have. Just about, yeah, but it's, but they have a, a difficult run of fixtures. Yeah, game. but it's like, it's, it's um, as you said when you when you have the knife against your throat, you kind of you yeah. kind of do everything you can to get out of it, and uh, maybe maybe that's somewhat to their advantage yes so i mean Caleri salernitana on the 8th of may sunday put that in your calendars that's a big watch man 
<laughs> I will. Yeah. Inter also beat Roma at the San Siro. I think the, my favorite moment from this game was when Inter and Mourinho <laughs> continued their love affair. I've never seen a team that loves a manager more and he loves them back after them, like, sort of departing from each other. Yeah. And he... Like, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's nice to see, to be honest. They, they even sang the Mourinho song and he held his hand up in, like, the 75th minute when I think they knew that they were winning. They sang, Jose Mourinho, la, 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 Jose Mourinho. And he put his hand up. Yeah, and, uh, and Mourinho said uh, afterwards... Um, in the in the in the most Jose Mourinho way possible, uh, we've played Milan, we played Inter, Napoli, mm-hmm. and Juventus. Now I can say I hope that Inter takes this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that love affair is is just nice to see. To be honest, um, Inter get a good win against a big team. It, it just feels like. That win against Juventus, that smash and grab where they really shouldn't have won, has just sort of, they've used that as a launch pad. It's been four wins on the bounce now. Hakan is fantastic, was fantastic against Roma. Um, the first goal, I just want to say, for, for Denzel Dumfries, that felt like a goal directly from the Antonio Conte playbook. Like It just felt like I was watching Inter of last season. That is just like full backdrop, deep, Perisic, uh, laid it off to the centre back. Di Marco, Di Marco tucks it into Zeko, who was um, coming deep to to link up. He passes it to the Cam Hakanjonahoglu. He then releases Dumfries on a third man run and puts it in. Yeah, a terrific pass from Chalanoglu, uh, we must say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, and uh, I, I had the feeling going into this that uh, that uh, Roma could steal a point or, or something like that because since since that uh, game you know in the Europa League against Bode Glimt uh, when when there was a fight afterwards with uh, the Bode staff and the Roma staff uh, yeah I, I felt like there was kind of a, a, a switch that got flipped in, at Roma then because uh, mm. they they came back they thrashed Bode with 4-0 at home then they beat Napoli away and I, I thought that maybe they could could get something from uh, from Inter at the San Siro, but mm. so they they drew to Napoli away. But I know what you mean. Um, b- before this loss, though, it was uh, ten unbeaten. Sorry, eleven. It's it was eleven unbeaten. They had a nice streak going. Yes, Tammy Abraham was playing very well. But like I said, I think we already said with the Rome clubs, it's more interesting to see what they do next year than than this when they when they when he has a full season of of a team that he knows now how they play and everything. Inter, meanwhile, look like they've found their groove again on on the basis of that of that Juve smash and grab win, and the the, yeah. the signing that they replaced Christian Eriksen with finally looks like he's coming to fruition. I agree. Um... I had my doubt about Hakan Chalanoglu because at, at Milan he tended to kind of drift, right? Drifted in, in certain games. Yeah, he kind of stat padded in the games against the weaker opposition and kind of disappeared against the. Uh, yeah, you believe stat padders alone? There's nothing wrong with stat padding, all right? We love Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. But you, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he got his yeah. points against the weaker sides and kind of went 
went uh, disappearing in the, in the top games, and that that was um, what I thought would be a somewhat of a of a downside to that signing for, for, from Inter. But Hakan uh, has stepped up in the in the big games this season. He's um, it's been several games where he has had a deciding finger in the in the in the game. Hmm. We finally know that the um, the Inter's game in hand is going to be played tomorrow. Yeah. Against Bologna, away. Away. I think there was a long time where Inter were trying to just get the game called off so they could get the three points. Um, but that's a massive... I know we've got Champions League tomorrow. I think it's Liverpool-Villarreal, right? It is. It is. But that is also a, a big, big game in the um, title picture for, for Inter. Uh, let, let, let's see if Bologna can do AC Milan a favour. Sort of moving on to... And we should also say that... Uh... After after the, tomorrow they have Udinese at the Friuli on Sunday, which is a tough game for every opposition. Yeah, Beto. Beto, you doggy. Yeah, you dog. You you doggy. You he scored again this week. Yeah, he did. Um, he scored again this week. So did Gianluca Caprari in um, a horrible game against Sampdoria. Yeah, it's the one that I watched. So it was horrible. It was rubbish to watch. I think there's a few games towards the end of the season now where, and it's happening in the Premier League as well, it's it's sort of like the season's petering out. So I think round about the teams from around, around not, I'm going to say 7th to 15th, there's going to be certain games where they may be playing other opponents where the attacking moves just don't, don't come off and there's a little extra sloppiness because there isn't essentially too much to play for. Obviously, the competitive level is still there, though. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, but it's it's the same every season, I think. Yeah, let's finish off with um, asshole of the week and goat of the week, shall we? Yes. Who do we have? One of the one of the best segways segments we have on this podcast. It's the best segment. <laughs> it's the only reason people tune in. Yep, I I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> Who do we think is uh, asshole of the week? <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that David and Nicola could fit in both categories. Why? No, no. David is the goat of the week, man. David is the goat of the week. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's not nice to threaten your player with a shoe. Yeah, it is. Threaten, <laughs> threaten him with both shoes. I'm giving it. Okay, David Nicola is my goat of the week. Yeah, I, I, I second that. And asshole of the week, I'm going to give it to uh, Meredith. An athlete, <laughs> yeah, is, also uh, a good pick. Come on, come on, there's gonna be nobody else. Also, like, I feel for the kid because he is like ending as good as football in Napoli is taken so so seriously, so so seriously. And to make a big error like that is you know, it's, it's a big deal. I feel for him, but I'm sorry. You still ask for the week minute. Let's just say he will have to lock his door. Yes, but like Napoli, they're insane, insanely attracted to football. There, it's um, yeah. I don't know how to explain the craze. Think of a good metaphor, man. I, I don't know a good metaphor, but it's also kind of a since since the I would say mainly since the eighties, there's been like a sort of. Uh, us against the, the rest of the country uh, mentality in, in Napoli because yeah it's a fascination they they yeah they were 
kind of kind of treated badly and uh, they had it tough down there uh seen to what the 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 situation was in in the north part of the country so i mean losing out of this godetto battle two to uh two two teams in the north oh, that that was tough for me to say um also is somewhat of a factor in it yeah synonymous it's synonymous with football um so Paul Kidd is going to have some some tough weeks, but you're still out all of the week. Uh, just, just a quick, yeah. a quick one as well. If anybody wants to sort of get an explanation or um, more of an insight into Napoli and its love for football, that Hand of God film that came out, I think it was this year or last year, by Paolo Sorrentino was very, yeah. very famed. I watched it, didn't particularly understand or like it, but um, it sort of adds into the whole uh, Maradona and Napoli fantasism. We're talking a lot of Maradona this week, aren't we? Yeah, but he deserves it. Yes, of course. Any, anything else for asshole or go to the week? Or are we, we comfortable with that? I think we're comfortable with it. Um, maybe maybe we threw in the you doggy as a go to the week as well. Because why not? Okay, lovely. That, yeah, fair enough. You doggy. Yeah, you, but you doggy's always go to the week. You, you doggy. I, I love how his first name is Destiny as well. You doggy. Yeah. <laughs> Destiny. And um, Udinese also have Isaac Success. So many good names here, and I just just love names of players that that sound very cool. Basically, I kind of like Beto as well. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, but <laughs> like Doggy and Successor. Anyway, look, we're getting way off the track now. We're just talking about names that we enjoy. Anyway, that's all we have time for this week on ADR for BreakingTheLines.com. Please like, share, and subscribe. Or- on the uh, podcast, whether it's Apple, Anchor, or Spotify. Thank you very, very much for joining me again this week, Max. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.